Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast. Coming to you from the Tabernacle of Praise Church International, headquartered in York, South Carolina, where our founder and overseer is Bishop Alfred Jackson. Copies of the message from this broadcast can be purchased at our headquarters in Monrovia at the Hope of Praise Church in Numatadia States, where Jackson G. Weah is pastor. We would love to hear from you, so write to us here in America at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745, or email us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. Isn't that something? Sin doesn't take a whole lot of hard work. Just do it. But if you want to do good, you got to work hard at it. But the wonderful thing is, you don't do it in your own strength. You got help. You got help. So Joshua, do you think you could learn, you could have learned what you know about the drums and you're playing different drums, different kinds of drums and doing a whole lot of stuff. Do you, could you have learned that by yourself? Probably not. <laughs> okay, I like that answer. Which meant, what, what you're actually saying is that you would have given it a try. Amen. Amen. But thank God for parents who know that you needed help. And when it comes to doing what's right, God knows that we need help. But we got to have the desire. Are you hearing me? Whoo. So diligently practice what is right. Secondly, secondly, you got to learn to substitute good habits for bad habits. Oh, T.T., where are you? You have a scripture I want you to read. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 32. Give it a good, resounding, powerful read. That ye put off concerning the former conversation to old men. Read that again. That ye put off concerning the former conversation. Oh, let me do something. You're reading King James, right? Yeah, let me let you read it from the NIV. It's a little bit, some things just a little bit clearer. Can you go to the NIV quickly? Okay. 22. Can you see this? All right. Y'all listening? Are you all there? You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Okay, hold on now. He talks about a former way of life. So when I become a Christian, I had a former way of life. I had, that was a life that I lived before I became a Christian. And what does it say do to, do to that life? That you to put off your old Put self. off. Ooh, read on. Which is being corrupted by the deceitful desires. Deceitful desires. Go on. To be made in, in the new attitude of your own mind and, put, and to put on the new self created to be like God in, in the true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, 
each of you must put off foolish falsehood and, mm. sp and speak truthfully. We'll put off falsehoods and speak truthfully. And to his neighbor, for we all neighbors of one body, in one in your anger do not sin. Do we'll not get angry, but don't sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil the foothold. Don't give the, the devil foothold. a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Uh oh, you've been stealing. You've been, don't steal no more. Don't not even rob God. <laughs> but must work doing something useful with his own hands. Go to work with your own that hands. He may have, have something to share. With those in need. Hold on. So, so you got to go to work so you have something to share with those in need. Go on. Do not let anyone unwholesome talk come out oh, of your mouth. Lord have mercy. Watch your conversation. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others up according oh. in according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you, you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling slander, along with every form of malice. 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 Who get rid of all that stuff? Be kind. Who you mad at? Who you won't forgive? Who you bitter with? Get rid of it all. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Jesus Christ forgave you. Okay. Now, you really could read on down in chapter 5, but we, I'm, I won't have her read all of that. But you got the picture? So you got to substitute good habits for bad habits. So you were born in sin, and you grew up in this world, and you developed bad habits. But if you become a Christian, once you become a Christian, you got to take off that old, your old self, and you got to put on the new self. Now, that, that, that's, yes, it's a challenge, but remember, you've got help. So you got examples like speak the truth instead of telling lies. Work and give to, 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 to help others. Speak good instead of evil. Show kindness and forgiveness instead of anger and bitterness. In Matthew chapter, and, and let me show you how critical this is. In Matthew chapter number 12, uh, in verses 43 through 45, Jesus tells a parable of a man who, who had a demon and he cleans his house. The demon leaves the house. Y'all listening? The demon leaves the house and goes into a far country. So he comes back and he finds the house clean and swept. He doesn't, he doesn't try to take, go in right then and take up residence. Jesus says he goes back and he gets seven more demons. And all of them come and they take up residence in the man. And it says the last state was worse than the first state. Whew. You see, if you could see, I could, I could show you this, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have something to... to to, to, to waste the water in. But an empty glass, an empty glass is filled with air. But once I start pouring water in the glass, even though you don't see the air leaving, the air leaves. 
because it's filled with something else. Nature is not going to have a vacuum. It's just a process that God created. It hates vacuums. You remove air from a bottle, that air is going to try to get back in. But to keep the air from getting back in, you fill it with something else. You get delivered from sin to keep that sinful nature from cropping up again and growing in you, you fill it with righteousness. You fill it with the word of God, the ways of God, the things of God. A lot of times, saints, we don't do that. We accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. We don't realize the spiritual process that takes place. And so when we get saved, literally we get clean. But if we don't start filling ourselves immediately with the word of God, and, the, and even if we, after we have gotten saved and we fell into sin and we came back and we repented and the Lord cleaned us up, if we don't fill that vacuum, Satan is going to come back and fill that vacuum because nature hates vacuums. So you got to change your ways. You got you to gotta substitute bad habits with good habits. So you say, I'm going to stop watching television. And then you turn the TV off and you sit down in front of the television and you cross your legs. Guess what's going to happen in a few minutes? You're going to do what? You're going to turn that TV right back on. But if you say, I'm going to stop watching television, then you pick up your Bible and you start reading. You go out and you do some evangelism. You find somebody to pray for, okay? You find something good to do. You fill that space with something good because if you don't fill it with something good, the devil is going to come and you're going to fill that space with something bad or just as bad or even worse. Becoming. This is a part of becoming, saints. You just don't become a Christian just because you accept Jesus as Savior and Lord and live a Christian life. There's stuff that has to happen. Is it easy? But if you give yourself to it, it makes it easier. Problem is, we don't want to let go of sin. We want to reserve the right to be what we want to be. Paul says that you don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a price. And you know, you can't really just say, well, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I don't do anybody wrong. I hear people say that. I, I'm good. I don't treat people wrong. I love everybody. You know, with their lying, they don't love everybody. <laughs> because if the love of God does not penetrate your heart, you can't love everybody. You, there may be some people you don't deal with. And you might say you love them. But it's not about you being good. Jesus said there's none good but the Father. Bottom line is the Lord wants us to be like him. He wants us to be saved. And we're going we're gonna to be in this process all of our lives. You say, well, if I'm going to be in all of my life, what's the use? Ooh, the use is that one day you're going to stand before the judgment seat of God and you want to hear the Lord say, you've done well. Enter into the joy of the Lord. 
You don't want to hear the Lord say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. But before I get to heaven, I want to have made a positive impact on people's lives. I want people to come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. You know, I want I, I, I want I want to I, I want to I, I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. I mean, I don't I don't want to I don't want my life to be filled with confusion and 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 and, and, and all types of stuff. I want the peace of God to rule my heart and my mind and my being. I want to be able to sleep at night and wake up in the morning feeling good. You know. I don't want to have nights where I'm wrestling all night long with demons. I want to have nights where, I'm, where, where I wake up in the morning and I've been singing uh, to be like Jesus or, 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 or I am dying, oh Lord, or, or some other praise song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's the kind of nights I like. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I've been singing in my sleep. In my spirit. I, I like those nights. <laughs> Tell the truth and shame the devil. Sometimes you wake up and the devil has been tormenting you. You say, where did that thought come from? Amen. Anybody else? Oh, y'all don't have those nights. You're telling a lie. <laughs> You've had those nights. You got to put off. Say, I have to put off the old self. Why is it the old self? Because it became you. You were born in sin. You accepted it. You lived it. You got to put it off. If you didn't get saved until you were 20, you had 20 years in your old life. You got to put it off. If you didn't get saved until you were 60, you had 60 years in your old life. You got to put it off. And you got to put on the new self. You say, well, that's 60 years. I got to fight. And no, but once you make up your mind to surrender your life to Christ and you start studying the word of God and yielding to the Holy Spirit, he's right there to help you. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. In this process, you got to learn to live one day at a time. You can't live to the, in tomorrow. You got to live in today, one day at a time. You got to trust God for the day. You know, you worried about how you're going to make it tomorrow. Well, if I, if, if I pay my tithes today, how am I going to buy gas for next week? No, you live for today. You obey God for today and watch God. You obey God. You ask God for help for today. Jesus said, Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, for the evils of tomorrow are sufficient within itself. What he was teaching us is that we trust God every day, every second of the day. Amen. You trust the Lord. You look to the Lord for God's strength. And if you fail in the moment, just know that God did not fail you. Go back to him. If we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Ooh, yeah. So don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't get tired of serving God because you become overwhelmed by today. Oh, yes. Sometimes the stuff that you go through in your life can overwhelm you. But don't stop serving God. 
Don't stop serving him. You don't lose hope in God. You know, you got a whole lot of people out here that are doing all kind of foolish stuff. They say, they're saying the church is not effective. The church, the church, the church. But you know what? Ultimately, they need to give their lives to God. They need to look beyond man and look to God. And their hope needs to be in God. Because there's a hope in God that will not make us ashamed. Are you hearing me? There is a hope in God that will not put you to shame. But you've got to really hope in God. Stop looking to man. Don't get tired. There's a parable. There's an African parable that says, how do you eat an elephant? How? How? One bite at a time. You're looking at that great big old elephant. It weighs about 2,000 pounds. And you think, how am I going to eat this thing? You're hungry now. You're dying of starvation. And you're looking at a great big elephant with tough skin, tough hide. How am I going to eat this thing? So I'll get you a knife, get you a spear, and kill it first. Then cut you one piece out at a time and eat it. You look at a high mountain. And you look at the mountain, you look to the top and say, that's too high for me to climb. How am I, how am I going to get to the top? One step at a time. Young people, brothers and sisters, start taking the steps. Believe God. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Open your eyes and see that the devil is trying to destroy your life. Jesus came that you might have life. You might have it more abundantly. You can't live like people who don't know Jesus as Savior and Lord and expect the blessings of the Lord in your life. You know, church should not be just about you feeling good. It should be challenging you to change and be like the Lord. The Holy Spirit does not even come just to make you feel good. Holy Spirit is not in your life just to make you feel good. If you are born again and you sin, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you. You're going to feel bad. If you steal an ink pen, the Holy Ghost will convict you. If you take a paper clip from work and it ain't yours, the Holy Ghost will convict you. Because he wants to live out the life of God in you. And his work is to convict us of sin. So being, being a Christian is not just about feeling good. If you're going to be a bodybuilder, you're going to hurt sometime. If you're going to play on the band, you're going to get tired. You have long hours. Your body is going to get tired. If you're going to be a football player, you're going to work hard. Sometimes you're going to come from football stinking. <laughs> Tell the truth. I mean, you've been sweating all day long, running behind that ball. You're knocked down in the dirt. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. You're going to be sweaty. You're going to be smelly. But you can take a shower. You can clean up. And if you keep at it, You'll become good one day. You can't say I want to be a football player. And then the first football practice, 
You say, I can't take this. You're not going to get there. Saints, it's a process of becoming like the Lord. It's a process of becoming like the Lord. We've got to engage in this process. Too many Christians. Oh, I didn't talk about avoiding temptation. I need to, I just scroll down my notes. Because part of the problem that we face is that we put ourselves in, you know, so if you got a problem with drinking and you want to stop drinking, you know, since you're getting with your drinking buddies, so I, I want to be with my friends and I want to hang out with my friends and they're drinking. No. Stay there long enough. Stay there long enough. What you going to do? For Lord, lead us not into temptation. The Holy Ghost never leads you into temptation. You're drawn away with your own lust and enticed. It's already there. You're going to stop going to the club. Then your buddies are going to go to, keep on hanging out with those buddies to go to the club. Well, Pastor, what's wrong with going to the club? I'm not going to be dancing and drinking. Well, that, 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 that stirred up some conversation. <laughs> what is this thing about you can go to the club every Friday and Saturday night? It's hard for you to get up on Sunday morning and go to church. I was tired. What'd you do last night? Well, me and some of my friends got together. Yeah, but you juke it up in the club all night long. That's an old word. Y'all don't know that word. Becoming, becoming saints. It sounds, you know, when you think about being a Christian and you look at you look at the big picture and you say, I can never do that. Saints, yes, you can. One step at a time. But you gotta make up your mind that you want to live for God. It's so easy to slip into the pattern of the world. Be like the world. I mean, it just seems like you know, folks just having a good time in the world. You want to have a good time. But until you really embrace Christ, you don't know the joy of being a Christian. You don't know the great fun that we have with being Christians till you embrace the Lord. I a, one of my friends went on to be with the Lord not too long ago. When we were in full gospel, we were in Miami. The same year we were consecrated, that I was consecrated as bishop. And he said to me, he said, the reason I wanted to become a part of full gospel was that I hung out with you and your friends. We ate that night that he went with us. We ate at, uh, I think it was the only place we could find was a place called, um, well, y'all know it. I think it was Hooters or a place like that. He said, I hung out with you and your friends. And not one time did you all talk about the, the ladies in the short pants. Not one time did you all... Uh, curse. None of y'all ordered anything to drink. And he said, that made an impact on me. That's why I wanted to be a part of full gospel. He said, you know me? He said, I've been a pastor for a long time. And I haven't seen that among my pastor friends. 
You can have a good time as a Christian without being disrespectful, without disobeying God, without doing anything that's, 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 that's undercover and out of the ordinary, but you got to embrace the Lord. And you do this thing one step at a time. Am I perfect? No, but I made up my mind. I want to live for the Lord. Is it an everyday process? Yes. But it starts with a made-up mind. Do people always make me happy? No. Sometimes I want to pick up a rock and hit folk in the head. I tell y'all what I thought about doing last week, right? That was just a fleeting thought. But I want to please the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? I'm, I'm not preaching this because I'm perfect. I'm not saying that, 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 that I'm perfect. But I know this is the Lord's way. And it starts one step at a time. What are you willing to do? Do you want to become what God wants you to become? No, it's easy to come to church and even preach and go home and do a different thing. You feel like nobody sees you, nobody knows you. But God sees. God knows. That's what matters. That's what matters. It's easy to come to church and have y'all running around here dancing and feeling good. You know, we can turn the lights down, paint the ceiling black, paint the walls black, put up strobe lights. And feel like we're in a nightclub. Why? Why? For what purpose? Ultimately, we should want to please God. We should want to please God. in our everyday life. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the ministers. It's not just for the leaders. This is for every person. Jesus died. Jesus shed his blood so that you could be in a right relationship with him. Not just in this life, but so one day you can live eternally with him. You know, sometimes, Brother Talbot, forgive me, but sometimes my mind goes back to that last day in the hospital with Sister Talbot and that smile that was on her face. And when we wanted to cry, she said, uh-uh. She said, don't do that. Why? Because she was ready to meet the Lord. My aunt, 95 years old, I got to call her before I leave because she said, now, when I die, you got to be here. <laughs> I said, I said, I say they don't say that. She says, no, but you got to preach my funeral. She's waiting to go home to be with the Lord. No fear. There's an old man, they said, 
He's lived too long. The oldest man in the world, some of y'all may have seen it. He said he's ready to go. He's ready to die. How many of you are ready to die? How many of you are ready to meet the Lord? Are you even thinking about that? So you can't live any kind of way on this side and expect the Lord to say, well done, because that's what we want to hear. I want to live eternally with him. You should want to live eternally with him. But you're making the decision every day about how you're going to face him. Don't think that you're going to have, you're going to get a warning sign, okay. Hello? This is death. Tomorrow at 9 o'clock, you're going to die. And don't, I was sitting here thinking this. Don't be hoping that God is going to overlook your sin. Don't be hoping that you're going to go to heaven. Oh, well, when I die, I hope. You need to be saying, when I die, I know where I will spend eternity. Young people, think about this. It's not just older people who must meet the Lord. Every one of us is a, I'm not preaching this to scare anybody, but this is a part of the process, y'all, to begin to think about life and living. We have to change our bad habits, bad behaviors, lifestyles that don't please God. Got to change. Let's stand.